The Bible says there is a way that seems good, that the ends of it are the ways of death. Everything looks okay from the outside. If you do the analysis, you do all of the study and all of the research, you come to the conclusion that this is the right step to take. The business looks great, career looks wonderful. It looks okay, the Bible said. So by the ends of it are the ways of death. How are we gonna know? You know, we are, our experience is the consequence of our choices. I mean, it, that's something we know very well, don't we? Choices are not without consequences. And every day, we are compelled to make decisions, consciously and unconsciously. And those decisions, those choices have consequences. Many people don't understand that the, their experience is their creation. Because it's always about the summation, the result of the choices they've made and continue to make. Kenneth Copeland said today, you are living in what you said yesterday and tomorrow is waiting for what you will say today. It can be more correct than that. But it's not just what you say, but you see, because you see the things you say is a product of what you think. What you think is a product of your perception. Your perception, your mindset determines what you can even think. Can you imagine that? The seriousness of this matter, the simplicity of success, and the complexity of it at the same time. I think being successful is one of the most is one of the simplest and most complex things at the same time. Because when you explain the fundamentals like this, everything just seems very simple, very easy. But to the untrained mind, it seems more complicated than ever. Glory to God. You know, last week I did say something that's like the a poor man doesn't know why he's poor. If he wakes up to the reason for his poverty, he will change it. He will take action for it. See, the poor man lives in his poverty. The Bible says that the poor man's problem is his what? His poverty. He lives in his poverty. He oppressed from his poverty. If something can be done about his poverty, he will leave his poverty. His decisions are made from his poverty, so he makes poor decisions that lead to poor results. You see, great results are the products of great decisions. Great decisions come from great minds. Great minds come as a result of great exposure. So when you don't have the exposure, you can't make great decisions, and you can't have great results. So always, but the thing is, people are usually overwhelmed by the consequences of their past decisions that they are unable to start making the decisions that can change today and bring a new experience tomorrow. That's what usually happens. So you find out the wrong experience continues, not because it can change. And you also know something about the part of least resistance. You've been trained to think in a certain way. So even when a better option is, it just seems like that option is not. You just, maybe I should just take this part. Because, you know, you see, your, your mind doesn't exactly know that you are suffering. It doesn't. It's great. I mean, your conscious mind is creating for you um, whatever you've set up for yourself. 
Amen. So this question of being successful is very important, especially in these end times, as the world is speedily running towards a wrap-up. We don't know when that could be, but as long as we are here, we have a responsibility. And these are very uh, uh, significant times. You must have already noticed all of the, uh, the, the, um, the that is happening, the violence, the all of the issues, all of the instability all around the world. Living in these times requires being prepared for it. You can live in this decade and the decades to come with the ideas of the old decade. Amen? It is finally time to make up our minds to learn to dance under the rain. And not waiting for the rain to stop. These are the times. If you don't, if you watch the weather, you'll be in trouble. Glory to God. You see, God chose us to live at this time because he can trust us to manage it. All right? It's a very complex and complicated world, but managing complex and complicated issues is also the pathway to greatness. Glory to God. That is the pathway to greatness. We have no option than to be great. So you open Proverbs chapter 23. Can you open it? Proverbs chapter 23. Are you there? Verse 4. We're looking at verse 4. Labor not to be rich. Are you unable labor not to be rich? Can you imagine? It's a labor not to be rich. <laughs> Cease from thine own wisdom. So I found out that one of the greatest things that we can have is the ability to hear from God. Because you see, when I began, I told you there is a way that seems good, but the end are the ways of death, especially in days when deception is uh, has become um, a very lucrative business. You know, the chief of army staff died in an aircraft. Terrible, a tragedy. And somebody makes a post that the man didn't die. <laughs> that he jumped out <laughs> with the parachute. <laughs> and people started sharing it. And people were like, who in the world was buried? The man's been buried. <laughs> so who, who was that one? And then the new story came. That that plane, eyewitness report, with a video, eyewitness report with a video that two people jumped down from that plane where they were and who they were nobody, nobody knows Niger <laughs> it started trending important people you think are reasonable started sharing it including our good friend you know who I'm talking about they shared it you know what they were sharing a rehearsal of the Air Force Nigeria Air Force in 2018 the video clip of it. You understand? Mm -hmm. That was what was frustrating. 
everybody decided to start trending. <laughs> and people joined him. Say, this country is terrible. Can <laughs> you imagine? The man has not died. Who knows what they are doing? Perception. That you don't know what to believe. The only thing that can guide you is... <laughs> the only thing that can guide you is a perception. Because God's going to talk to you. Say, you hear a voice. I will tell you this is the way to take. And you take it. Amen? These are not the times to, to trust. Say, it's my, it's my... I saw it in our, in our group. I'm, I'm planning to exit all groups finally. I'm done. That's true. I told my wife I'm planning to exit every... I, I belong to only two groups, and I plan to exit both of them. <laughs> I, I, I want to be reading my Bible only now from now. <laughs> true. <laughs> so he said, there's a way that seems okay. There's a business that seems okay. An advice that seems okay, right? A friend that looks okay. An opportunity that looks okay. He said, people have been benefiting. He said, but the ends of it are the ways of death. All right? So this one says, Labor not to be rich. Cease from thine own wisdom. So the idea of trying to be rich, God doesn't support it. Can you imagine? God said, don't labor to be rich. Don't try to be rich. And then he says, cease from thine own wisdom. The appropriate word there, wisdom, is thinking. Because I checked it up in the Septuagint. It says, cease from thine own thinking, thy own calculation. All right? Thy own scheming, thy own planning. So you plan, say, this is how it's going to work. He says, don't do it. Is he against planning? No. He wants you to plan based on revelation, based on divine guidance. Glory to God. Not by popular opinion. Not by trending news. Not by trending business. Amen? Remember, no scheme of man. Men scheme. And when they come, they don't tell you, I'm scheming, trying to get you through my skin. No. Can you imagine? People have been investing in Bitcoin and it doesn't start having issues. In cryptocurrency, really, Bitcoin is just one of them. And a platform that does this trading, people woke up to see a message on the website. We have scammed you guys and you can't do nothing about it. $32 million gone. They say, we've scammed you, don't, and you, you can do nothing. We are gone. End of business. I usually advise that I, I don't like to venture into those things because of both insight and experience. So, but, but that's not what they said when they started. That's what I'm trying to say. Say, there's a way that seems okay, all right? These are times to learn to listen to your spirit, right? That it looks nice. See, this labor to be rich is a dangerous one. 
I want to improve my financial status. There are godly principles for doing that. Right? God gives you the power to make wealth. So you create wealth by revealing solutions nobody knows about. So we can get rich by revelation. You see, many times when I try, I'm trying to do something and I'm thinking it's not connecting, I like to leave it. It's my focus. I leave it and wait for, wait for the downloads. Usually, it could happen anytime. I could be driving, it could be sitting, and just then the idea drops, and you know exactly this is how to approach this. We all want to make a difference in the world, in our families, amen? We all do. We want to do that. How to make in that difference is what makes the difference. Google started because a man had a dream. Do you know that? I didn't say he was dreaming to change the world. I said he had a dream and woke up, wrote down what he dreamt. That thing he dreamt is a company today that is worth billions, or is it are they now up to a trillion dollars? I don't even know. He woke up from a dream. You know, some of us, the dreams we have is the ones where we are rebuking Satan or or we are walking through a bushy path and we are singing the name of Jesus will guide me through the We can have better dreams, believe me. You <laughs> know, I've always said that all of our dreams does not mean thus said the Lord. Amen. God surely speaks to us through dreams. He does. But that's not the only way he speaks. Just one of the ways. So the rest of the dreams arises from what the thoughts that consume us. That's why you have never seen yourself in Bangladesh in your dream before. Have you ever? But there's such a country. When was the last time you found yourself in Congo? It's in Africa. And you live in Africa. Have you ever been to Congo? You haven't. <laughs> but you saw yourself at the U.S. Embassy because that's where you want to go. <laughs> Or you are not holding a, a, a UK visa. Yeah. <laughs> but Botswana? No. <laughs> Swaziland? No. <laughs> Why not? Did you say New Zealand? Uh, yeah, you might have New Zealand. <laughs> Who knows? Netherlands? Yeah. You are speaking with the Prime Minister. <laughs> And you believe the Lord, the Lord is sending you there. Why not Yugoslavia? Why didn't you speak with the promise of Yugoslavia? <laughs> so we have to come to this. See, this is have to become convictions, not things we have heard. We have to become completely convinced that every dream is not thus says the Lord. I don't have to wait to go to sleep for God to talk to me. Amen. Do I want him to talk to me while I'm sleeping? Absolutely. I want it every night. Glory to God. But I'm just saying we understand that every dream we have is not that God is talking to us. Amen? And the only way no scheme of man can block you out of your destiny is because you develop perception. You develop your perception because men are going to scheme and they're going to come to you. 
right? They're going to come to you. The media is going to try to overwhelm you to give you a perception because the media is owned by human beings. And the human beings have agenda. They have agenda. So we have to be, see, part of maturity, part of growth is the ability to look at things and assess. You can look at something that, and you say, no, this is unreal, right? The Holy Spirit is going to guide you. You see, the Holy Spirit can do more in our lives. Can do more in our lives. He, 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 he wasn't given to us to help us speak in tongues and bind Satan. Amen? Because that's what it appears to be. We speak in tongues, Satan is confused. So the purpose of speaking in tongues is to confuse Satan. No, he that speaks in the non tongues speaks mysteries. Right? So, do you have, are you trying to create something? And there appears to be some kind of confusion. Speaking in tongues can help. Yes, it can help. You're trying to understand something. It's not, speaking in tongues can help. Right? And after doing that, you stay focused on what should happen. Glory to God. So the time we speak in tongues is only when we hear something is, you know, when we pray so that something bad won't happen. No. A certain man of God who I respect said, the people of this generation want the power of God, but I don't want to have a prayer life. I said, prayer is not a problem. People, are these, people they actually pray. People are organizing many prayers and they're praying. The problem is they don't, have, they, don't, they don't know what it means to have fellowship with God through prayer. They are praying, but they are not fellowshipping. Amen? That's what they do. They have prayer life. They don't have fellowship with God. See, one of the things that prayer helps us accomplish is fellowship with God. And the only way to fellowship with him is not through prayer. But we have to pray. Amen? But the key thing is walking in the light as he is in the light. That's what it is. You see, this has to become our convictions. We've had enough. Many things. Last week, you said your takeaway was you want to now look at the words you are retaining. Because that's important. What words are you retaining? What words are you defending with passion? What words? Are you protecting your fear? You know, sometimes we protest in our fears. We cover it all with grammar and arguments and even anger. Because we don't want to touch it because emotions and feelings during the life don't die. It's there. There's something you don't want to. It could be that this feeling of you are not intelligent has been implanted in you. So when things that will cause you to demonstrate intelligence comes, all right, you want to protect yourself from even daring. Because you understand, someone is not saying, okay, um, but you're very good, you can be a consultant, for it, just for example. And you say, no, 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 no. I, I don't. And the reason you're saying no is because deep within you, you're convinced that you are not smart, that you can do it. As soon as you say, you're intelligent. You, and you, you say, please, everybody has his own calling. This is not my area. You are angry, you are defending a fear. You don't know that's what's happening. Someone tells you, are you afraid? So what do you mean? You are insulting me. You are still trying to defend that fear to make sure this discussion ends. That's what happens. 
So you ask yourself, what am I protecting? What am I afraid of? Every time you notice that you're supposed to step in a new dimension and you don't want to do it for whatever reason, you're afraid of something. You're protecting something. I don't want to talk about it. Yes, because there's something you're protecting. Amen. Who was are you retaining? But as for being rich, it's us. The reason why people of God are not rich is not because they don't pray. It's not it. It's not because they don't work hard. They do. It's just because of something in Proverbs 25. That, that, that's where it is. And it's something we don't take seriously. That's what it is. I mean, I'm serious. In Proverbs 25, you want to open it, don't you? <laughs> and it was Solomon that said this. The men of Hezekiah, king of Judah, copied it out. These were also the very special writings of Solomon that was not made available. These guys have to copy it. There's no more words about many things. It's one of them. You know what he said? It is the glory of God to conceal a thing. But the honor of kings is to search out a matter. The heaven for height and the earth for depth, the heart of the king is unsearchable. He said, it is the glory of God to what? To conceal a matter. To hide a matter. You know, I look at that scripture from the Septuagint and it gives a very different <laughs> expression that is very powerful. He said, the glory of God hides a matter. The glory of God hides a matter. That's what it actually said. That's all it said. The glory of God hides a matter. I imagine that. Did you read, read where he said, he supplies our needs according to his riches in glory? The riches are in glory, in Shekinah. All the answers that men could ever seek are in the glory of God. For by him were all things made. The manifestation of him, his person, is his good under the dimension? You see, it's called Shekinah. Walking in it is it. Amen. <laughs> the glory of God conceals a matter. Hey, glory to God. I want to show you something in Chronicles. Oh, glory to God. My goodness. You're going to love it. Ah, Are you there? You can find it by the Spirit.
Second Chronicles chapter 5. The dedication of the ark of the temple of Solomon. <clears throat> I'm going to start from verse 6 because I want to enjoy it. What I'm looking for is not in verse 6, but I want to enjoy it. I wish I could start from one, but I want to save time. Also, King Solomon and all of the congregation of Israel that were assembled unto him before the ark sacrificed sheep and oxen, which could not be told nor numbered for multitude. What an honor. They sacrificed. You understand? They sacrificed. They gave. They were, this was in celebration of God. So they gave up their valuables. Can give up your time. Your money. All of that is sacrifice. You know that. Your data. Sometimes we, we're not thinking of sheep and goats. Yeah. That's how you think about sacrifice. Verse 7. And the priest brought in the ark of the covenant of the Lord under the place to the oracle of the house into the most holy place, even to the wings of the cherubims. For the cherubims spread for their wings over the place of the ark, and the cherubims covered the ark and the staves thereof above. And they drew out the staves of the ark that ends that ends of the staff were seen from the ark before the oracle, but were not seen uh, without. And there it is unto this day. At the time of writing. There was nothing in the ark save the two tables which Moses put therein at Horeb when the Lord made a covenant with the children of Israel when they came out of Egypt. And it came to pass. Oh, glory to God. When the priests were come out of the holy place, for all the priests that were present were sanctified and did not then wait by curse. Also the Levites, which were the singers, all of them, Asaf of Haman, of Jedetun, with, the, with their sons and their brethren, being arrayed in white linen, having cymbals and sanctuaries, and have stood at the east end of the altar with them and 120 priests sounding with, the, sounding with trumpets. I see, I see, as I'm reading this thing, it, it seems like I'm looking at them. I'm serious. I can just see these guys wearing their white linen. And it came to pass, as the trumpeters and the singers were as, of, as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord, when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and the cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good and his mercy endureth forever. Then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord, so that the priests could not stand to minister by reason of the clouds, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. This used, this used to answer some of my favorite verses of the Bible. Oh my God. He said, so that the priest could not stand to minister by the reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord has filled the house of God. Think about it. The priest couldn't stand. Because the priests don't carry the glory. Amen. The priests serve the glory. Glory to God. I said the, the what? The priests serve the glory. The priests minister to the glory. Are you hearing this? 
I say they minister to the glory. They serve the glory. In other words, they do all of the works, all of what needs to be done for the glory to show. That includes the prayer. Are you hearing me? That includes the singing. Glory to God. That includes the desire for the glory to be seen. That's what priests do. And then when the glory shows up, the glory takes over. But kings don't minister to the glory. Amen? So kings have access. Are you hearing me? This is too powerful. Kings have access to the glory. The priests minister to the glory, so when the glory is working, the priests can continue to minister. He said, look at it, so that the priest could not stand to minister because the glory overwhelmed the place. It was in full manifestation, the, the priest fell under the power. That was what happened. Glory to God. Hallelujah. This is, this is so beautiful. Think about it. But kings... Don't minister to the glory. They don't, they don't, they're not called to serve the glory. They're not called to sing. Just, just to sing of his glory. No. Because they have access to the glory. They are the ones that unveil the glory. You get the point. It is the glory of God. It's the glory of God conceals a matter. It protects it. From what unauthorized access? Did you hear that? To assess the glory, you need to have the authority. With your access key, your access code, your PIN code, as it were. You put your fingerprint there, and the door of the glory slams open. We live in that glory. Now listen. The glory conceals things. The solutions are in the glory. The riches are in the glory. Assessing the glory is the key to being wealthy. That is the key. How in the world am I going to assess the glory? Why is it that when we pray in tongues, it says we speak mysteries, and um, some have said it's the highest form of prayer. And then they say, um, you know, the Spirit prays through you, and um, it's, 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 um, um, it makes your prayer more accurate, right? Because even the limitations of your thinking are overtaken by the power of the Spirit. Am I correct? By the power of the Spirit, and you can pray as God will want you to pray. Why? Because you see, at those times, your beliefs, your limitations are suspended, and the Holy Spirit helps you pray correctly. What is this correct way of praying? Well, he prays, he said, for example, in the case of intercession, he says he makes intercession according to what? The will of God. Am I correct? So, he understands the will of God, so... Is in alignment with the will of God. Okay, I think that solved the problem. 
that assessing the glory, all right, depends on your alignment with the will of God. Because you see, sons are not sons of the house don't seek after their own welfare because they are covered. They are concerned about the kingdom and extending the dominion thereof. That's what they do. So they are persuaded by the will of the king to rule and to reign. This is their focus. This is their concern. And that is the reason why they have access in the glory. Glory to God. That's the reason. The kings are focused on bringing solutions. They're not focused on their career. Less, very important. Their focus is not in getting a nice job or wearing a nice cloth. Those things are added. Glory to God. The real focus is in extending and expanding the kingdom. And he said, in the pursuit of the extension and the expansion of the kingdom, cease from thine own wisdom. You get a point now. You get a point. I say, cease from thine own wisdom. Glory to God. Now, now, can you see, I, I believe that this could be one of the major things that we miss. Because it's either we are seeking after our own gains, or we are seeking after the gains of the kingdom with our thinking. Your thinking includes you study somebody who is doing something and you want to follow his model. That's 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 that that's the what he's talking about. This is your thinking. He says, cease from it. Amen. Because <laughs> you see, the wisdom of God is more specific. Amen. There is no telling. Oh my God. So I was sharing something with my wife because scientists say that they cannot estimate how far, how big the universe is. Alright? And they said that if they were to make an estimate, if you stand at the center of the universe and look this way, I want to estimate how fast they can only estimate. You don't you can't have an accurate result. The universe. So if they are to estimate, alright, that they will have 500, um, 552 um, trillion. I think that's what it's called, trillion or something. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. You know what it is? You know you have trillion, quadrillion, this is six trillion, six trillion. It means, six trillion, it means 52 with 16 zeros, miles. Now, just to get it in perspective, from Lagos to Texas, it's about 6,000 miles. Did you get it? I didn't say 1 million. I didn't say 10,000. Now, think how far it is. Do you know what it takes to fly from Lagos, from Lagos to Texas? You're talking about a whole day if there are no stops. By flight. I didn't say by car. By flight. Think about it. And after all of those speed, now, now think about it. To, to fly from, from Lagos to Port Harcourt, it's 15 minutes. That will take you eight hours by road. Um, maybe up to nine hours, who knows? Glory to God. Think about it. Now, that takes you just 
15 minutes and you show up at the airport in Lagos. So you fly from Lagos to Texas for, a, I mean, the, the distance is just 6,000 something miles. And now they tell you that if you want to estimate how far the universe is, if you stand at the center and look in this direction, you are looking at 52 six, six trillion or whatever it's called miles. That means 52 with 16 zeros. Estimates is more than that. <laughs> Think about it. Why am I mentioning that to you? It's to show you how big God is and how unsearchable his ways can only be. Glory to God. So we can limit him. It's wrong to think of limiting him. Paradoshkivas. By trying to focus, trying to see how you can figure out everything by yourself. Say it from thine own wisdom. Amen? Say it from thine own wisdom. The glory of God conceals a matter. So, the approach to you becoming super rich is in the glory. The solution to the problems we find in the world is in the glory. How God wants me to approach my career is in the glory. And I have access into the glory. Amen? We have access to it. How? Well, I've always told you how a man who lives many years ago in the region of Iran today, that's where it happened. Because that's where you have Babylon. The place called Babylon still exists. There are no buildings there. All right, you can find the structures. I've seen the photos, say the, the structures and all of that. So one of those structures is uh, Nebuchadnezzar's house, all right? <laughs> all those structures you see there. It's uninhabited. But it's there. And not beauty is there. They just left it. So that man called Nebuchadnezzar, who lived many, many years ago, was able to see the future of the world. See the empire that will rise up for he saw it in a dream. But he couldn't understand it, he couldn't interpret it. Another one who also saw the future of the world and gave accurate dates. Can you imagine? Accurate dates. And interpreted it for him. In fact, he not only interpreted, he actually told him the dream. He, he was able to, can you imagine? The dream existed somewhere. It's like a book. It's like a file. A file was sent to Nebuchadnezzar. And he said he wanted somebody who would, tell, who would tell him the dream and give him the interpretation. And Daniel assessed the file. Oh my God, can you imagine that? Daniel came and put his own lock code and assessed the file. That's incredible. He assessed the file, downloaded the file, and read it and interpreted it. Because it was coded. No, no, the thing, the glory of God conceals the matter. It was coded. 
You also needed to decode it. You know what it means it was coded? Encrypted. You see those documents, they are encrypted. You, you, you have found it. So just that even if it falls into a wrong hand, the wrong hand still can access it. It's coded. It's encrypted. You need to now decrypt it. How can success be so easy and yet we just were able to get it? It's like something that is written, you tear the papers into pieces, into pieces, into pieces. And if you actually were able to get those papers, you have to get pieces together, put them, and then be able to read Now, that makes it look like labor, having to arrange pieces of paper. Because when somebody who has the encryption code just comes and puts it, the thing opens in seconds. And he can tell exactly what is. That's what Daniel did. So, you know, first of all, we understand something. Daniel had the spirit of wisdom. Amen. Glory to God. Daniel had understanding. Daniel had sonesis. He had it. We already understand that. But how did Daniel approach it? Because remember, the glory of God conceals a matter. God. The glory of God conceals a matter. But what gives you honor, what brings you into a place of honor, listen, what brings you a place of honor, prominence, respect, reverence, is your ability to decode it, to assess the things that are concealed in there. So all of the problems in the world, <laughs> the solutions are concealed. You know, one one of the problems is if people will actually know how things will turn out, they can make the right decisions. Think about it. Think about it. Uh -huh. So, coronavirus hit the world. Imagine if you had the information 10, year, 10, 10 months before that happened. First of all, if you made a video about it, 10 million people will watch it when it happens. Just that one alone. Am I correct? I, imagine if you described it. You say, there is, there is a virus that will seem to start in Wuhan, China. It will hit the whole world. People will go into lockdown. It will have, and then you describe the situation 10 months before it happens. That alone. You didn't do anything else. You just you wrote a book. You wrote a book. The book will become a bestseller. Come on now, you know what I'm talking about. That's true. And if you're not coming, even if you have nothing else to say, you say there's something else that will happen. <laughs> I've written it in a new book. The book, people will finish ordering it before you release it. Why? Just because, so, so, so what I'm saying is, imagine if you are able, can we, can such things even happen? Now, that's what got me really disappointed, you know, um, with our modern day prophets. Two things. One was that one. The other one was the U.S. election. After that, what I said, enough. <laughs> From now, I want to be reading my Bible only. I'm serious. 
There are many prophets who I don't know where they're coming from. God help us. <laughs> I didn't say there are no genuine ones. I just said, my wife knows I have. I've really never been a fan of prophets. She knows. It really doesn't. <laughs> so he's a prophet. I want to see someone who will teach me some deep things. I enjoy that. I'm not. I'm really not interested in this. So, you know. So all of the people who spoke to me, I ne- they are never things that I never went aside, and you find that the things they say were just correct. <laughs> but those who are looking after prophets, prophecies usually get deceived. It doesn't matter who you are. If you tell me the things that don't, I don't have confirmation in my spirit. Either you didn't see what. <laughs> Prophets who, 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 I mean, coronavirus came here. No, no, no prophet saw it. Right? No one saw it. In fact, no, this is sad. It's sad. I heard of a, a particular person who said that that year it happened. The instruction from God is, he talked about the, the I had, someone told me. I didn't hear the man say it. But that's what the person said. Right? And it's his pastor. They were going to have large meetings all over the place. That was what God said. That is it. <laughs> and then the thing hits. And then the man moved from having large meetings to that. This is the end time. We should get ready for it. It's quite disturbing. Anyways, what I'm saying to you is these things are not supposed to be luxurious. All right? Same things that are concealed, and because doesn't God know the future? He does. There's no future to him. Daniel knew it, so Daniel took. He made a request that could get him. I mean, it's so dangerous. He said, "Tell the king." Let's look at it. Book of Daniel. Open it. Look at what Daniel did. And look at the kind of things we do today. Why, why are we like this today? Honey? Why are we like this today? Why do we read these things that they don't even inspire us? Why? This is in Daniel 2. Chapter 2. Hmm. So the thing is, these child deans, do you know who they are? Treasure. Do you know who the child is? Huh? You know them? <laughs> they are the best of the best. This one's being referred to here. Are you there? Are you in Daniel chapter 2? Come in there. Because what the king said to them, he said, anybody who is able to tell me the dream which I had and give me the interpretation, I will honor him. Hey, that's what we're talking about, right? If you can assess it, you walk in honor. Simple. Can you assess it? Kalabash, Kulahash. If you can assess the working on anyone who can tell me the dream and the interpretation, I will honor him. 
But if you people don't do this, I will kill all of you. Verse 10. The child is answered before the king and said, There is not a man upon the earth that can show the king's matter. Therefore, there is no king, lord, nor ruler that asks such things at any magician or astrologer or child in. Say, these things are not, how can you tell me to tell you what will happen in 2025? Such things are not done. Nobody ever makes such a request. And it's a rare thing that the king required that there is none other that can show it before the king except the gods whose dwelling is not with the flesh. They say this one is spiritual dimension. Amen. This one is for spiritual men. Amen. Spiritual men. I told you, Gogo started by a man that had a dream. That's spiritual dimension. Come on, man. What are you talking about? I told you, level not to be received from their own calculations. You've got to get out of it. It's not going to work. Amen. If I didn't tell you right now, you probably have never heard that Gogo began with someone having a dream. Probably have never had it. And they'll hardly teach that type in business school. They will say he had a, a good idea. He got an idea from where? For this cause, the king was angry and very furious and commanded to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. And guess what happened? And the decree went forth that the wise men should be slain. If you people are not, can't interpret this, it means you are not wise. Your, your career has come to an end. You must be killed. And they saw, now, they, Daniel wasn't even there, all right? He wasn't even there. But the man who was sent to kill people went straight to Daniel's house. Can you imagine that? <laughs> Daniel was his first point of call. And, and he got there and said, hi, Mr. Daniel. Say, yeah, what can I do for you? Say, the king sent me to kill you. <laughs> he said, kill me what? what? What wrong did I do? Then Daniel answered with counsel. See that? He didn't, answer, he didn't say his answer from his brain. He didn't answer from fear. Amen? Sometimes we answer from fear. He answered with counsel and wisdom to Ariok, the captain of the king's guard. This is the, 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 the general that came to kill them. Which was gone forth to slay the wise men of Babylon. He answered and said to Ariok, king's captain, why is the decree so hasty from the king? Then Ariok made known the thing, made the thing known to Daniel. You see, this was when Daniel was getting to know about this, you know. Daniel didn't even know. He just, you know, this general Ariok simply showed up and said, Mr. Daniel, I came to kill you. He said, kill me for what? Uh, he said, the king sent me to kill you. He said, why does the king want me dead so suddenly? He said, well, uh, for the, for, for your, because I really like you, let me tell you why I'm going to kill you now. <laughs> and he told him, then Daniel went in and desired of the king. Daniel said, let me go and talk to the king. And graciously, he allowed him. Thank God he didn't kill Daniel before he could do that. He went in of the king and said that he would give him time that he would show the king the interpretation. Then Daniel went into his house. So look at it. Imagine how big this man was in his thinking. He went to the king. What confidence, what perception, what mindset. He went to the king and said, is this what it's about? That you want to kill all of these people? king said, yes. All of you must die. He said, please, can you give me some time? And I will tell you this dream 
and interpretation. What confidence. What boldness. Can we be this bold today? We must be. Come on, ladies and gentlemen, we must be. The church is too bigly. We've got to be. Amen? And you have to be prepared ahead of time. You see, the preparation and this kind of mindset, it won't. So imagine if you meet the president of the United States. What are you going to tell him? Would you just take a picture with him? Say, Mr. President. And then you put it on your Facebook. Is that all you're going to do? You see, listen, I saw one of my daughters. She's from Sierra Leone. She lives in the U.S. And I saw her with somebody on her WhatsApp status. I thought it was her dad because I know she traveled to Sierra Leone. <laughs> her name is Grace. And I said, so who are you with in this picture? He said, it's the president of Sierra Leone. I said, that's nice. We'll talk. And I'm going to ask her, what did you tell Mr. President when you met him? You have to prepare ahead of time. Listen, you will meet, the word of God said that you will meet great people. Did he not? He said it. He said, kings shall come to what? To the brightness of his Christ. The more you rise, the more we take steps, we know the consequences of the choices we are making. Great people will be attracted. When they come, be ready. When they come, be ready. Are you hearing me? Some of the sacrifices that you make today, you are making investments. The people around you don't see, they don't recognize, they don't understand because their perception is so limited. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The world belongs to us. And we don't have a lot of time to take it. Find the fastest route to taking it. Find it. Kings will come to the brightness of that. See, important people will start coming. Soon as you step out, important people come to me today. Yes, they do. They do. When can I call you? Dog, call me anytime you want. You're talking about people who you have difficulties getting their numbers at all? And that's just the beginning. Because the Bible said so. Amen? Said so. Years ago, I had Pastor Chris say it. He said, we are getting it upside down. Instead of them coming to us, we are going knocking on, knocking on doors, knocking on doors to the government house. He said, and you are happy. He said, you're getting it upside down. I said, God, the people who are the governors and the presidents are men like you. Amen? The people like you. Why should you be the one sitting down for 30 minutes and you must sit before the arrival of His Excellency? And His Excellency comes in and all you offered him is prayer. Now, you understand the reason why I didn't introduce myself as a pastor? Because that is all they see of pastors. They come, for, they come with prayer and prophecy. I don't do prayer and prophecy. Amen? That's not what I do. I bring wisdom, direction. Amen? That's what I do. I give you ideas that will, that will enhance and enrich your policies. That's what I do. I bring frameworks that will make for good governance. That will bring prosperity. That's what I do. See, my own prayer, I don't pray for God to give you. I download it myself and sell it to you. Glory, that's more powerful. 
Amen. That shows I really know how to do it. Come on, don't you get it? Some folks pray for them for God to tell them what to do. God tells me what should be done. You understand? And then I will charge whatever I want to tell you that. So you don't need to pray again. I just give it to you. That's better now. That's saving you the work. That's that's a better approach. That's how you should think. Stop praying for. I pray for them in my house. Amen. I don't go to the government house to pray for the governor. No, when I go there, we go to talk business. Amen. So I have a framework that can help you transform the city. You know. Build your economy. And I can do your presentation if you like. That's better. That's what Joseph did. Don't you get it? Did you hear that Joseph got in there and prayed for Pharaoh? Why do we get it upside down? Come on. Did you hear that, that Daniel said, okay, um, gather all the wise men. Or Nebuchadnezzar, you follow the dream, I can pray for you. And God will make you have that dream again. Did you do that? If you can pray for him so that God will make him have it, why don't just you have it and tell him? Why not? Have a big heart. Listen, as I have told you right now, it comes into your consciousness. That's the advantage you have. All others who hear is prayer is the key. Prayer is the key. Prayer is not the key. Jesus didn't start with prayer. Are you hearing me? And he didn't end with prayer. He ended with teaching. On the Mount of Olives, he was talking about the kingdom and he was going. He ended with teaching, not prayer. He didn't say, as I did, I'm praying for you, that my father will help you. That's not what happened. Read your Bible. He didn't do it. Jesus didn't end with prayer. He ended with teaching. I'm going to end with teaching. I'll be teaching the day the rapture will take place. I'm telling you. I'll be just sitting. I'll be saying something like this. I'm not going to be saying this. Hey, Lord. <laughs> and the Lord will say, yeah, my prayer. <laughs> As I was just having, I was just having, I was just having fun. Come on, why did you come now? <laughs> it's those who are losing that want Jesus to come now. To come and save them. I know a man who's a singer. Since I knew him, he's been singing that Jesus was coming. He has sang and sang and sang for many years. Jesus doesn't want to come. <laughs> now, the recent song, he, the recent song is now, he said, Jesus, come quickly. <laughs> say, come fast, fast. What is this? The man is getting fed up. <laughs> Since I was small, he's been singing. He's coming, he's coming, he's coming. Time has finished, time has finished, he's coming. And as the years went by, the man said, well, say, come quickly, what's this? <laughs> Glory to God. Now think about it. Think about it. Amen. The 17, look at what Daniel did, that's what you must do. When you think about the problems in the world, this is what I do. That's what you must do. Then Daniel went to his house and made the thing known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions. That they would desire mercies of, listen, look, look at the, 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 their concept notes. This is the concept for this action. You understand? Their strategy. Look at it. That they would desire mercies of the God of heaven concerning this secret, this mystery. That Daniel and his fellows should not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. 
He said, the reason for revealing this is that we and the wise men of Babylon do not perish. This makes sense to God. You see, you have to plead your case before God. You don't just say, Lord, I want the secret for turning around Nigeria's economy. You say, okay, over there. <laughs> no. That's not how it works. Why do you want it? To what end? And God sees all heart. Now, that's the serious part of it. You can also say, I will just tell him. No, he knows when you are telling the truth. So the formula is love, I tell you. Love for God, love for the country, love for people is the power that moves the world. Think about it. So they prayed this prayer, verse 19. Then the secret, then was the secret revealed to Daniel in a night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of the God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. He changed the times and the seasons. He removed kings and set up kings. He gifted wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them, to them that know understanding. He revealed the deep and secret things. He knoweth what is in the darkness and in and the light, and light dwelleth with him. I thank thee. And praise thee, O God of my fathers, who has given me wisdom and might and has made known unto me what we desired of thee, for thou hast now made known unto us the king's matter. When you look at Daniel's prayer, you will understand his perception of God. Amen. You understand how he saw God. Light dwells with him. He makes known secret things to the people he loves. He removes kings. He has he, he appoints kings. This was how Daniel thought about God. Praise God. This is the formula. Love for God. And then learn how to make your case. Praise God. Hallelujah. We give him glory. We give him glory. Labor not to be rich. Cease from thine own wisdom. There is a way that seems good. But the end thereof are the ways of death. Amen.